Welcome to Heritage Fellowship's Sermon of the Week. We hope you're encouraged and challenged as we study the Word of God together. Uh, I want to read a, a verse kind of came to me after uh, Casey shared last night because so much of what Casey shared was really a foundation for everything that we want to try to do tonight. And uh, so thank you, Casey, for being sensitive to the Lord and just... It was perfect. It just spoke to us in so many ways. But one of the things that you talked about is God's willingness to listen to us. And uh, this is, I have 347 favorite passages in the Bible. This is, uh, this is one of them. It's uh, from Psalm 116. And uh, from the Passion Translation, I am passionately in love with God because he listens to me. Isn't that an amazing thought? You know, we take it so for granted that we pray and God listens. But, you know, he doesn't have to, but he does. He does because he loves us and he loves to hear our voices. And we are passionately in love with God because he listens to us. He hears our prayers and he answers them. That's how what we're stepping into tonight. We're stepping into an expectancy that God is going to hear us listens to our prayers and he's going to answer the things that we're asking of him as long as i live i'll keep praying to you lord because you stoop down you stoop down to listen to my heart's cry there's something about a humility in the heart of god towards us and towards listening to us that by the choice of his love towards us, he stoops down and he humbles himself to even the simplest prayers of our hearts. And that's what we want to step into this time tonight with, is that kind of expectation that God is going to hear us, that he's going to listen to what we have to say, and things are going to be different in the lives of people because we prayed tonight. So Debbie's going to come, she's going to share three testimonies of uh, how God has heard our prayers and uh, worked in the lives of people, and I think you're going to be very, very encouraged. Hi, everyone. So last night when Casey was sharing, and he, remember when he talked about investing, remember, uh, as, as part of what happens when we're told to settle in the land even a land of captivity so that really arrested me and I and I was thinking you know that's the piece that I've been pressing in for to see how tonight really wraps into all of what God is wanting to say to us this weekend and what we are doing in focusing on the nations is that we are investing in many different ways in prayer in involvement in um, taking teams out uh, encouraging people that are working in the nations and so just this morning um, I got a testimony from the north of India that that was so encouraging I thought we need to pass that on but first I want to share a testimony um, from Chris and Irene the baby is doing great Irene is doing great I know um, the baby will be in incubation until she puts on some more weight. Her name is Angela Glory. Isn't that cool? Now, I, I, 
hear my heart when I share with you why it's Angela Glory. One of the things that is important in African culture is the generations, and that's what we've been talking about. There is, a, there is an understanding of the importance of parents and grandparents and cousins um, that we, um, I don't know that we really understand quite in the way that they all do. So with Chris and Irene, we've known Chris since before he was married. The first time that we did a DSM in Nairobi, and he was on the worship team there, and God just knit our hearts with this young man. And he follows us all over Africa. Whenever we're back over there, he ministers with us and comes in. So when he met Irene, um, he told us that he'd met someone, but that was kind of it. And so we went over, I think it was maybe three or four years ago, and there she was at the airport to meet us with Chris. And he, he through a whole series of things, he wanted our blessing as his spiritual grandparents, as his spiritual parents, um, on his relationship with Irene. And we got to know her during that time, fell in love with her. She's amazing. And, uh, and they got married. Um, both of their fathers have passed and both of their mothers are in remote villages in Uganda and Kenya. And when a baby is born, the grandparents name the baby. That's culturally how it is. It's an honor, it's a super honor. And um, so Chris and Irene came to us and said, you and Pastor Jim and Peggy and you guys, you're our parents. And we would request, yeah, no pressure, no pressure. Um, if it's a boy, we want Pastor Jim and Greg to name the baby. If it's a girl, we want Peggy and myself to name the baby. So, isn't that amazing? We're, we're talking about investing in the generations. So you see how it fits in? So we had the privilege, Peggy and I, of naming the baby. So that was very fun to pray through. Um, but but all, all the glory to Jesus. Um, we just, but that's the... That's the generational thing that we're talking about this weekend. So they're doing good. Baby's been able to come out of incubation to spend hours at a time with Irene, um, but she'll probably be in. F it's talking to me. Sorry. Um, um, she's able to uh, have the baby with her a little bit during the day, and it'll probably be up to a month before she can come home as soon as she has sufficient birth weight, but she's healthy. And uh, we just praise the Lord for that. But it's that investing word. Um, the second testimony I wanted to share, Kenzie, you will be really encouraged with this. So some of you remember Harik, who was here for International Overflow in, I think, 2015. He was another young man who was just a teenager when we first met him. And uh, we have stayed connected with him in the north of India. He got married. They, they were not able to have their own children. They came to us and said, help us understand adoption. We have gone through adoption ourselves. And so they adopted a little girl who is now a teenager. So we get a messenger message a couple of days ago from the teenager saying, I've been watching live stream uh, from the Himalayas in North India and, and drawing so much from the services here and there's one worship leader that I'm so drawn to that I sense something really powerful in her life, Kenzie. She sends a picture, kind of a fuzzy picture, of Kenzie leading worship and says, 
Can I glean from her? Can I learn from her? Wow. Isn't that amazing? And this is the next generation from when the, the from the age that we were, the time that we were in India. And I just thank God, you're so good in that in in that you've invested in us and you've given us the privilege of investing in others. The third story uh, came this morning. Those of you that have gone to India with us, um, in Varanasi, there's an amazing church planting movement happening there that we have been involved with um, training and kind of raising up the leaders that are now just going for it. They, they're going so much further than we ever will. It's wonderful. And one of the brothers, Narendra Kumar, for those of you that have been with us, he, he wrote uh, this morning and they just had an outreach uh, in a village that they hadn't been to for five years. So five years ago they went. There were five believers in that village back in 2015. And they did evangelism. The Lord uses them a lot in healing. And so all kinds of people get healed. All kinds of people got saved. And they hadn't been back there for five years. So they went this last week. And, they, and one of the men that had come to the Lord five years ago was this very, very poor man that lived in a mud hut. I, he was just destitute, had nothing. And he was one of the ones that opened his heart to Jesus um, back then. So they go back last week and they discover this man who is now one of the most successful business people in their village. He owns two homes and a pig farm and two chicken farms and he is known in the town as the generous one and through him and the others that came to faith back five years ago there are now 250 families that have given their lives to Jesus praise the Lord and once again this 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 person that we know that was the first one that went into the village to share the gospel, he was like 15 when we first met him. In fact, he wasn't even saved yet. He was a thief and a criminal and not a very nice teenager at that point, but he got saved and God turned his life around and he's probably one of the most fruitful workers that we have in the north of India. So isn't that amazing? You guys, when we invest, when each of you invest, there is there is return that you might not even see in your lifetime and we want to grab hold of how the Lord wants to use every single one of us in our neighbor whether it's out in other countries or not is almost not really the point the point is Lord use me to invest into the lives of others so we just praise the Lord for how he's used many of you to encourage so many and I want to just encourage you to keep going with that to keep doing that so amen so thank you for joining in with us we're going to turn the live stream off now as we spread everybody out to pray in the nations and we're so glad that you've joined us even for this first little part of our evening together and we look forward to sharing with you tomorrow on live stream during our normal sunday morning service thanks for listening to this week's podcast Please join us online at heritagefellowship.us or in person in Jefferson City, Tennessee as we encounter God, touch lives, and impact nations.